Hi, this is Jamie Crawford, Worldwide Evangelist with Breakthrough Ministries, pastor of Epicenter Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thanks for downloading our Wow God podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get our latest podcast. We appreciate your partnership. It helps keep our ministry going. We hope you enjoy our podcast. So tonight, we're just going to do God's agenda. I mean, I have... I have a small agenda right here, but you know what? It doesn't have to go by that agenda. To God be the glory. I just believe that it's going to be God's agenda and not, not our agenda tonight. Because whenever it's God's agenda, that's when God can do the miracles. You know, that's what we're talking about this month on Sunday mornings is miracles. This is the month of miracles. And I just believe tonight that when we put our agenda to the side, come on. Can somebody just put your agenda to the side tonight and, and just allow the Holy Spirit just to begin to invade your situation? Because that worry that you carried in tonight, I believe God can wipe it all away. Come on, only God can do something like that. Only God can remove it all out of your life. All the worry, all the anxiety. Thing, the, the, how many know that, I mean, this season right here is sometimes it's the most difficult season for people. It, it, it can be the most difficult season, but I, I believe that God's going to turn it around. God's going to turn your season around. And, and the Lord has given me a word for tonight, uh, just specifically for this Thursday night service, for you tonight, those that are tuned in on Facebook. And if you're not tuned in on Facebook yet, you need to... Uh, go on Facebook. You can even do it now. I don't care. I'm a pastor that doesn't ma- mind if you're on your phone. Uh, I mean, all of our teenagers, I, I love our teenagers because our teenagers are so amazing. I know you see them on their phone all the time, but you know what? They can multitask. They can teach us something because they, I mean, I've, I don't know how many young people that I've seen in service, and they're on their phone, and afterwards I'll ask them, what did I preach on today? And they'll tell me more about my notes than I can tell you about my notes. Come on, are you with me? Because they can multitask. To God be the glory. So get on your phone and look, look us up on Facebook or YouTube, and make sure you share it with somebody, because I believe it'll bless them. Amen? Hallelujah. How many are ready for that one word tonight? Iris, I'm going to need some water, if you don't mind. Or Alicia. Hallelujah. I can feel myself already drying out. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, how many are ready for that one word? Uh, for some reason, the Holy Spirit's just been downloading w- one word to me. And, and whenever I come up to preach, it's always just like one word. But one word can change your whole situation. <laughs> it, can, it can change your whole situation. Thank you, sweetie. It can change your whole situation. And, and tonight, I, I have that one word, and I, I want to release this word to you tonight because this word can be looked at in so many different ways. Okay? So many different ways. And, and that one word tonight is this, worship. Worship. How many just like to worship God? And whenever I say that that one word can be used in so many different ways, there's so many people that worship other gods. Come on. Some, some, so many people worship uh, 
the God of their job. Hallelujah. I mean, it, it, it would be better for me to talk about so many people worship uh, football teams and, and all of that. I was, I was preaching in uh, Sheridan, Indiana, and I was talking to the pastor there in Sheridan, Indiana one time, and, and in, the, in the conversation we were talking about the Indianapolis Colts. And he, said, he told me something that I never knew about this in an NFL team. But they, he's told me this. He said, when the Indianapolis Colts lose, they open up the dome the next day with counselors. Come on, are you with me? To help all of those people that worship. Come on, are you with me tonight? That worship the Indianapolis Colts. And when they lose... They go into depression. So tonight, whenever I talk about worship, there's so many types of worship. But tonight, we're going to talk about worship with the words of David. How many just like to worship the Lord just like David did? And so tonight, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Psalms chapter number 3. And we're going to look at Psalms chapter number 3 in verses number 3 through 4. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Psalms chapter number 3 verses 3 through 4 it says, But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice. He heard me from his holy hill." Hallelujah. Aren't you glad for an opportunity to come and worship the Lord in freedom? Hallelujah. Now, I've been in some worship services where people get in and they worship God. I, I, I was in uh, Kenya, Africa, in Mbali, Kenya. And, and I was preaching at a crusade uh, over there. And when they turned on the music, they turned on worship. They, they worship a little bit different than how we worship here. They worship like David. They worship with everything that was in them. By the time worship was over, these people were drenched. In sweat. Come on, are you with me? Have we ever been to a worship service where we've seen... I mean, yeah, we've seen some ministers preach and they sweat a little bit. But I'm talking about they were so drenched they had to bring towels to the church service because when they were done worshiping God, they were drenched in sweat because they worshiped God with everything that was in them. I've seen it where they would have their Jericho marches right in the worship service. They didn't wait for the pastor to prod them to do a Jericho march. They just did it. And whoever led it, whatever he did or she did, everybody followed suit. So if he raised their hands like this, everybody in the whole line raised their hands like this. Come on, are you with me tonight? I mean, they got into some worship. 
And they worship in spirit and in truth. And that's what the Bible says for us to do. In, in John chapter number, chapter number 4, in verses 22 through 24, it says, You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do for salvation is from the Jews. In verse 23, yet a time is coming. Come on, everybody say a time's coming. A time is coming and, and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. We've got to worship God. That's who God is looking for. He's looking for somebody that's going to worship him in spirit and in truth. Uh, let, let me rephrase this scripture so that you can get a different perspective of this scripture. What it means is you're going to worship in the good times. Come on, how many know it's so easy to worship when everything's going great? Yeah. Everything's going hunky-dory. Everything's going great. Everything's going smooth. It's so easy to give God praise during those seasons. But when we hit a rough patch, how many's ever hit a rough patch? Maybe you're in the middle of a rough patch right now. The Lord says, I'm looking for somebody that's going to worship me in the good times and in the bad times. I'm looking because whenever we worship God in spirit and in truth, that is who God is looking for. His eyes are going around to see how you're going to react in your situation. And as you react, we need to react in worship to the Father. We need to have nothing but worship come out of us. Because that's what the Father is looking for. That's what brings fragrance to His nostrils. When we worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. When we bring honor to the Father. We bring honor to the Father when we praise Jesus. And when we praise Jesus, let me just show you this. When we start praising Jesus, something activates in the spiritual realm. And when we're in the, in the time, in the frame of worshiping Jesus and lifting up the name of Jesus, this is what happens in the spiritual realm. I, I feel this is for somebody tonight so that you can grab a hold of how the Trinity works. Because when we're bringing praise to Jesus, the Holy Spirit begins to be activated in our life. That's when the Holy Spirit comes alive and says, Hey, get Get ready. I'm getting ready to bring a wave into this church. I'm getting ready to bring a wave into a family's life. I'm getting ready to bring a wave. Come on. Somebody needs to catch the wave tonight. The wave of the Holy Spirit. We need a tsunami of the Holy Spirit to invade our church. We need a tsunami of the Holy Spirit to begin to invade the Christian walk. And as the Holy Spirit begins to be in the church, Things begin to happen. Things begin to shift. Ideas begin to happen. 
the stirring of his spirit. Visions begin to come to pass. Prophetic words begin to come to pass. Why? Because we're caught up in worship of the Father. And we're lifting up the name that is above all names. The name of Jesus. And as we're lifting up the name that is above all names, which is Jesus, that's when the Holy Spirit begins to just hover us. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad for the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit begins to invade, miracles begin to happen. Hallelujah. We get so caught up in worship, we don't even realize the sickness is gone. We don't even realize that the disease is gone. I've seen so many times when we get caught up in worship, that's when I see the greatest miracles happen in people's lives. Because their focus is off themselves. Come on. Come on, greedy people. Come on, we are, it's all about us. Come on, it's all about us and our situation. But the moment we get our focus off of us and on Him, that's why in this church, that's why we always say it's all about Jesus. Because if we can lift up the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit's going to come in and invade our church. And I believe tonight the Holy Spirit is about to come in and invade this church and then invade your situation. God is about to turn things around for His glory so that all only Him can get all the glory, all the credit, and all the honor. We need to bring honor where honor is due. So many times we give so many People credit. You know what happens when we give people credit? We begin to worship those people. We need to direct our worship where the worship needs to be directed. Because the Father is telling us in John chapter number 4, He's saying, I'm looking for somebody. Come on, God's looking for somebody. Come on, tell, tell your neighbor, God's looking for somebody. God's looking for somebody. God's looking for somebody that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. He, he, he's looking for the true worshipers. Not the ones that can just go through the motions. We got a lot of them. They can just go through the motions and put on their glory hat. But He's looking for that one that is going to worship Him from right here. Hallelujah. We need to be that one that worships Him from right here, from our heart, where we're saying, God, I just want more of you. Hallelujah. We're so caught up in asking God for things and not asking Him, just re reflecting worship to Him. We're so caught up in saying, God, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that, I need that. When's the last time you just got in your prayer closet and just worshiped God? Whew. I hope tomorrow morning you get up and instead of go through your ritual, that you'll just get up, turn on some worship music, and get caught up in some worship. Come on, get it, get caught up into I exalt thee, O God. Hallelujah. Get caught up in some Holy Ghost worship. Where, see, whenever you get into worship, it seems like time flies. That's the kind of worship that God is looking for. 
He's looking for somebody that will take out the time and worship him with everything that's inside of you. Because I love a good worship time with God. I love it. I love to get alone with God and just just worship him. Uh, that, that, that's what I did this afternoon. I just turned the music up just a little bit. Went out to the camper. I turned it up a little bit. I might have led worship a little bit. I don't know. But I got caught up in worship because that's the word that the Lord gave me is we need to worship him in spirit and in truth. And if I don't worship him, how can you worship him? Hallelujah. And that's what God is looking for. It's like kind of like what Isaiah in Isaiah chapter number six and verse number one, the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah said, I saw the Lord. He was high and lifted up and his train began to fill my temple. How can the Lord be high and lifted up? It's whenever we start praising him. He is high and lifted up. And then his train began to invade the temple. When we get caught up in worship, we're going to see the Lord like Isaiah saw the Lord. Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up. And his train, the train, the robe of God began to fill the temple. Hallelujah. And verse 2 says, Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. We need the glory of God to begin to invade our lives. Hallelujah. When we get caught up in worship, something happens in the spiritual realm. God begins to change things. How many are ready for God to change something in your life? God is about to do a change in somebody's life tonight. God's about to turn your situation around. All the worry and all the anxiety that you've been carrying around, the Lord says, get ready. It's about to get lifted. This is your season. You're, you're due for this season. Come on, tell your neighbor you're due for this season. You're due for this season because this season's going to be an amazing season. This is the miracle season that God is about to do. Because I declare today a turnaround season for you in the name of Jesus. I just pray this right now. I'm releasing this in the spirit right now. I pray a suddenly happened to you. Come on, I pray a suddenly happened to you right now. Let it be released right now in the spirit. The suddenly be released in somebody's life. To, I believe somebody going to testify about their suddenly. Yes, Lord. <sighs> Hallelujah. You may already have that testimony ready. Get ready because the testimony is about to change. Things are about to shift. Things are about to happen. A suddenly is about to happen. Can I just speak this over Epicenter Church? A suddenly is about to happen to this church. Yes. To God be the glory. This isn't where we're going to stay. We're about to move on to bigger and better things. 
Yeah, you may look at the crowd right now and say, well, pastor, how can that happen with just a small crowd? <laughs> Didn't Je Jesus had 12 disciples. Guess what 12 disciples did? They ministered to billions of people. And they're still ministered to him today. Hallelujah. So it, we may can look at the crowd and say, how can this happen? How can we go to a bigger place? When we go to a bigger place, God's going to fill it up. He said, use what you have till you get what you need. That's what we're doing. We're being faithful with what we have now. And the Lord's about to bless us with abundance. Come on, everybody say abundance. Uh, you know, you were shouting whenever I said a suddenly's about to happen to you. But the moment I said a suddenly's about to happen to the church, uh, you got a little bit quiet. But I'm just speaking this over Epicenter Church because Epicenter Church is the center point above an earthquake. It's the center point above a disturbance. And a disturbance is about to happen in Oklahoma City. I'm declaring this and I'm prophesying this over this city that this city is about to have a revival that is never going to stop. It's going to continue and continue and continue and we're going to see miracles, signs and wonders come out of this revival. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This new church, we better get ready for it because we'll have a museum of crutches. We're going to have museum of canes, we're going to have a museum, come on, where people are going to have testimonies underneath them. Come on, God already showed me that. We're going to have to have a place to put it all. Well, this is what happened on this date. This is what happened on that date. <laughs> See these hearing aids? <laughs> Hallelujah, to God be the glory. They're up there on the wall. <laughs> to God be the glory. And somebody now can hear. Hallelujah. I'm just speaking that over this city. People are going to see and experience the power of God. And it comes from true worshipers. We don't have a big praise. We don't even have a praise and worship team. But God, you know what God showed me? That he's going to start giving me messages and people are going to start turning those messages into songs. And when they turn them into songs, it's going to be songs that are going to be heard around the world. There will be people preaching. It's not my message, it's God's message. It may be somebody else that gets up here and preaches a message and somebody grabs a hold of a song out of that message. Come on, it's not about me. It's all about him. I'm just speaking this because I feel it in the spiritual realm. But there's going to be songs that are going to come out of Epicenter Church. That are going to go around the world. To God be the glory. And people are going to worship God in unity around the world. And the anointing is going to invade their churches, their cities, their countries. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just feel this in the spiritual realm. Something's happening right now. Something's being activated. I've never talked about this ever before. But the Holy Spirit is speaking this right now. A suddenly is about to happen to this church. Hallelujah. A suddenly is about to happen to your life. Hallelujah. A suddenly is happening in the spiritual realm. Right now. Why? 
<laughs> because Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. God's train is about to fill Oklahoma City. Mm. God's train is about to fill Oklahoma City. Hallelujah. Going to go down into the alleys that nobody wants to go in. His train's going to fill up those dark alleys. There's hungry people. There's hurting people in those alleys. And God is going to take his robe and move his robe into those alleys. It's going to fill this city. But he's looking for somebody that's going to worship him. Worship him in the good times and the bad times. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you look like you need some points. Our church is a note-taking church. I always try to come with notes. At least some points. Hadn't preached anything I was supposed to preach off of here yet, so I'm just going to give you the notes that the Lord gave me. Hallelujah. Don't want to re read word for word, but I'm just going to give you these notes. Amen. We've got to worship God. And when we worship God, number one, there's a sacrifice in worship. There's a sacrifice in worship. There's a sacrifice that takes place when we worship God. <laughs> Me and Big Tex was talking about this story today. Shadrach, Mishak, and Abednego. They had a sacrifice for worship. Because when Nebuchadnezzar sounded off those trumpets and told everybody to bow down to that golden image, Shadrach, Mishak, and Abednego, they sacrificed and said, no, I'm standing. I'm standing. I'm not going to bow to that golden image. I'm standing because I believe in my God. And my God is going to rescue me out of the pit. Come on. There's a sacrifice in worship. And they sacrificed in that worship. And yes, they did. They got thrown in the fiery furnace. But God, hallelujah, but God turned it all around like he promised. Come on. If God can do it for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I'm here to speak it over your life. He's going to do it for you. Yeah, the fire may be hot right now, but the Lord's just saying, I'm about to turn it around for you. I'm about to show you that I'm in the fire with you. If I was in it with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I'm in it with you. And the Lord just wants you to know that somebody's about to look into your fire and say, there's not just three people, but there's four people. Come on, are you with me tonight? There's four people that's in that, in that fire. And as Nebuchadnezzar said, it, who is that fourth person? Who's the fourth person? Call those people out of that fire. They come out of the fire, and guess what? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, It's our God. Our God, the name that is above all names, was with us in the fire. Hallelujah. And they came out, they didn't even smell like smoke. Hallelujah. They didn't even smell like smoke. Why? Because there was a sacrifice of worship. Saying, God, I'm going to trust you. What's my saying at this church this year? Trust the process. They had to trust the process. So in our sacrifice of worship, we've got to trust the process. Amen? 
Number two. Number one is sacrifice in worship. Number two, give God all your worship. Come on, we got to give Him all. Every bit that's inside of us, we got to give it all to Him. We got to surrender it all. God, I, I, I want to worship you with everything that's in me. Everything that is in me, let it give you praise. Let it bring worship to your name. Give God everything, all worship, at all times. I mean, what you guys know the saying, there's two times to worship God. When you want to and when you don't. We've got to worship God with everything that is in us. Give God all your worship. Number one, sacrifice and worship. There's a sacrifice and worship. Number two, you've got to give God all your worship. And number three, worship your way through your problem. Ah, isn't that difficult? Sometimes that's the most difficult time because, man, you want to have that pity party of a lifetime. <laughs> when trouble comes your way, you want to have the biggest pity party. In fact, sometimes you call other people to have pity with you. <laughs> Am I speaking to anybody tonight? You call somebody up just to have pity with you. Uh, oh, look what's happening to me. <laughs> Look what's happening in my situation. Uh, I, I come to tell you tonight, if you will worship your way through your problem, God's going to show up and He's going to show off in your life like you've never felt before, like you've never seen before. Just trust me in this tonight. If you just worship your way through your problem by saying, God, your name is above all names and I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust the process. I know trouble's coming my direction, but I'm still trusting you, God. I'm still having faith in you, God. I'm not going to waver tonight, God. I'm just going to worship. In fact, I'm not even going to worry about it anymore. I'm just going to thank you, God. I'm just going to start thanking you, God. I'm going to start praising you, God. I'm just going to start giving you glory tonight, God. I'm going to thank you in advance. Uh, come on, sometimes we just got to give him some advanced praise. We got to give him some advanced worship and just thanking God. I thank you. That's what God's looking for. When we give some advanced praise and worship, this is what happens. He's looking for that right there. That's true worship. That's true worship. That's true worship from his people. All that's what he's looking for. He's looking. Look, he's watching every move, Debbie. When problems come your way and 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 you start praising him. I mean, you know what you do to the devil? You give him a black eye. Hallelujah. And you press through. You press through in worship and give praise to God. And then God begins to turn everything around. There's a shift that happens when we begin to worship. Ooh, something in the atmosphere begins to happen and begins to shift when we start worshiping. Especially when we do it in, a, in one accord. Uh, look what happened to Paul and Silas whenever they were worshiping God in the midnight hour, they just started praising him. They started worshiping. I mean, you know, they were in trouble. 
They had guards watching him. They, they, they assigned a, a specific guard just for them. Keep an eyeball on them. See what's going to happen. Make sure they don't break out. And then, when they started worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, something happened. The prison bars opened up. The chains fell off. The, there was an earthquake that happened in the midnight hour. Can I tell somebody tonight, there's an earthquake that's about to happen in Oklahoma City and it's about to break the chains off of Oklahoma City. Every wickedness that's in this city is about to get destroyed through the power of the blood of Jesus. And, and as they begin to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, things begin to happen. Things begin to turn around. Even the guard was ready to commit suicide. And Paul and Silas said, no, this isn't your matter. Come on, are you with me? This isn't your matter. Don't do that. Just worship with us. Come on, just worship with it. Can I tell somebody today? Just worship with me. Worship with me. Something's about to happen in your life. Just begin to worship tonight. Just put on the garment of praise tonight. Hallelujah. For the spirit of heaviness is going to be lifted off of you tonight. Come on, somebody come in with some heaviness tonight. Somebody come in tonight with some despair tonight. And the Lord says, I'm about to invade you with my presence. God's about to turn it all around. It don't matter if it's sickness in your body. God can turn it around. God can bring, we've seen so many healings in this place. I can go from one place to the, uh, one person to the next. We've seen healing after healing after healing. If you need a healing tonight, just get ready. Just start worshiping Him. You're going to get your healing. I, I come with that expectation. God, tonight, let it be. <laughs> Let it be. God, saturate this place with your healing power. Hallelujah. Number one, sacrifice in worship. Number two, give God all your worship. And number three, worship your way through your problem. And when you do that, God's going to turn it all around. Can I tell you, there's a shift that is happening right now. I'm just speaking this over us tonight. I'm speaking it over our church tonight. There's a shift that is happening right now. And it begins with worship. It begins with worship to our God. Thanks for listening. We hope you will stay connected by subscribing to our podcast and becoming a partner to our ministry. Go to BreakthroughEvangelism.com for our evangelism ministries and EpicenterChurchOK.com to connect with our church. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. We want you to be blessed.